Kia ora, I'm Damien Venuto, it's March 30th and this is a special edition of The Front Page, a daily podcast presented by the New Zealand Herald. MediaWorks owned radio station Today FM is no more. After just a year on the airwaves, the station has been shuttered. It follows a dramatic on-air outburst from some of the station's biggest talent, with broadcaster Duncan Garner telling audiences this was a betrayal which ultimately saw regular programming replaced by music. So what's behind the public collapse of the station? Where does this leave the staff who had been working hard behind the scenes? And how worried should other media companies be about the state of the economy? Today, on the front page, NZ Herald editor-at-large and media columnist Shane Curry helps us understand the brutal unravelling of a would-be radio titan. Shane, can you give us a run through exactly what happened on Today FM this morning? Well, it was an extraordinary 30 minutes or so of radio. So we were first alerted to it in the newsroom. Obviously, we monitor our competition quite closely. But Tova finished her show with news that the broadcasters were being called into a meeting with management. Yeah, and I feel like we haven't been entirely upfront with our listeners. Last week, you'll have heard us reference the fact that Dallas Gurney, who is our head of news and the architect of Today FM and our number one champion and the guy that so many of us came here to work for, he resigned. It followed the resignation of our CEO, Cam Wallace. And since then, we haven't been able to get the same level of assurance from the board, from our acting CEO, about what the future of Today FM looks like. And I'm not catastrophizing here, I'm still optimistic and I'm hoping for the best for Today FM because we believe in what we do and we do a damn good thing. We've gone off piece, we're broken from regular programming, we're hoping that we're not going to be dragged out of here by security guards because we're supposed to be doing debate club right now, but we thought it was important to share with you what's been going on for us behind the scenes here. So whatever the decision is, hopefully a good one, no one is going to be blindsided by it in our Today FM community. We love you guys, we love our newsroom. All right, those were your stories today. We'll catch you tomorrow. Tobro Brian. She's Tobro Brian. She rocks. So does Duncan Garner. He's next. See you again tomorrow. And that comment carried over into Duncan's show. And Duncan kicked off his show reasonably normally, then talked about, well, Tobra's just had news that she's gone in and seen the interim CEO, Wendy Palmer, and there's no assurances about the future of the radio station. And of course, over the next 20 or 30 minutes, That led to some extraordinary radio where we heard firstly Duncan talk about his concerns for the future of the station, of his colleagues and for the listeners, the impact on them. And then Tova came in to the studio as well, along with some of the rest of the newsroom. Guys, come in. Come into the studio. Bringing in our our Today FM news team. I don't know how much longer we're going to be on air. So everyone grab a mic. What's the deal? It sounds like it's over. So we haven't been given a chance. We've been on air for just a year. We were told that we had the support of everyone and they have f***ed us. And we're all going to lose our jobs and the station is coming off air and... As of what? As of today? I don't know. This is betrayal. Obviously very emotional, very raw. It's a very sad situation, of course, for us all in the media industry to see the closure of something like this. But I tell you what, it had a high impact, the raw emotion that was coming out of the speakers. Do you think it was a mistake to let the broadcasters stay on air once they knew that their jobs were in jeopardy? I think it's always a tough one for employers in terms of, you know, employment law. 
or my basic knowledge of it, you do have to give a reasonable amount of time to employees if you are proposing change in order to allow them, I guess, to get themselves prepared if they need support people and so forth. But I do think in these situations and in these circumstances, given the live nature of what we're dealing with, possibly a better option would have been for the station to call a meeting at nine o'clock and involve everybody at that point, play music in the interim, just given the serious nature of the proposal and the impact on the people affected. That possibly was a better course. Of course, I'm not in there. And Wendy Palmer, who I admire and respect, she was with us at NZME for a long time. She would have had to make a pretty difficult decision in the process and the way that it unfolded. Yeah, quarter past 12, we're all getting herded in. It may well be earlier than that too. I'm not sure. Um... There are people crying and really upset and, um, and shell-shocked. Shane staff were told that they only have until late Thursday afternoon to make submissions on the proposed restructure of the station. Is that a reasonable amount of time? Yes, I do think that a day is pretty extraordinary, pretty astonishing. Some of these kind of feedback periods can last up to a week. Having said that, given the live nature of Today FM and what we're dealing with, you know, there's hosts working in real time knowing that their futures are on the line. I've had situations where staff have said that's too long and they want much more certainty and they've actually requested to bring that back to a couple of days. In many ways, it might have been a more humane kind of time frame to maybe do it over a couple of days, but I also understand the urgent nature of it. There has been quite a significant amount of criticism and analysis of the numbers for Today FM and the performance of the station in the radio ratings. So looking at that performance, do you think that the writing was on the wall? Was this inevitable for Today FM? I think you kind of have to look back at the very original business plan for Today FM, and they were very public at the time, saying it was a five-year strategy. I think Cam Wallace himself had said internally to his staff, don't look at the ratings for the first two years. We know that we're in this for the long haul. And that's certainly the case. I mean, News Talk ZB is 36 years old now in its current format. And I'll always remember, you know, I used to work quite closely with Paul Holmes. You're with the Paul Holmes Breakfast at 7.15, breaking news. We cross live to Paris for an update on the summit and progress. The Paul Holmes Breakfast. Keep up with News Talk ZB. In those original years, Paul was at the bottom of the rung. And there were tears, a few tantrums, no doubt, at times around the ratings. But in those days, you know, the News Talk ZB owners knew that they were in it for the long haul. And it took many years for ZB to become the powerhouse that it is today. And I guess the owners, you know, Oak Tree Capital, QMS, and in the current economic climate, that five years has now suddenly become just a paltry 12 months. And 12 months is nowhere near long enough to set up any brand, let alone a media brand in a very competitive marketplace. If you're enjoying this episode of The Front Page brought to you by the New Zealand Herald, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. This station is no longer Today FM. Black Caps Radio will still be on this frequency with live cricket coverage of the New Zealand versus Sri Lanka one day in 2020 series. And then in April, a new station will be launching on this frequency. Shane, this is MediaWorks' third attempt at a talkback station after Radio Live and Magic Talk. Does it end here? Do you think that MediaWorks probably won't have another go at the talkback space? I can't see them staying in talkback at all and use through the airwaves. I'll certainly, I think, now double down on music and use those frequencies as best they can. There'll be markets around the country that uh, Today FM was on. There'll be regional markets and frequencies where some of their music stations 
haven't been appearing. So I think they'll pretty quickly take over those Today FM frequencies. But I do think it's sad. I think it's um, sad for journalism and sad for broadcasting that we have lost a significant number of people today and, and a brand in any market, media place environment, competition is vital. We argue that very strongly in terms of the RNZ and TVNZ merger just recently. There were other factors around that that we argued from an NZME point of view. But just from a newsroom frontline point of view, you know, these are very talented broadcasters, very talented journalists. So it's a shame that they won't be by all signals on Today FM. But I do hope and expect that that talent will be seen elsewhere. Duncan, um, we're going to interrupt. We've been instructed to play music. We've been told to come, is, we're coming off here. This is it, guys. I thank you for your phone calls. Uh, I thank you for, for all your phone calls, all your support, all your love. Looks like it's the end of us. We've been pulled off here right Without now. Without even yep. given a chance. Thank you we're for listening. Thanks, folks. We have heard quite a lot from the journalists at Today FM. But what about the rest of MediaWorks? Do you have any insight into those on the music side of the business? What do you think the mood is like across that organisation right now? I'm not sure that today, FM, when it was launched, uh, you know, huge respect to Cam and the people involved, uh, Cam Wallace, the the former CEO that is. I wonder just how many of the team internally, the staff and particularly music radio staff were taken on the journey. I hate to use that term, but the journey and why it was important that today FM succeeded. And of course, there's a beast in Newstalk ZB. It's a powerhouse in terms of the ratings. Music radio at uh, MediaWorks has always been very successful, but I guess they've had talent and staff and potentially some execs who have looked at that sideways, seen the number of resources, the talent, the spend, the marketing that's been poured into this brand, which after only one year, its ratings weren't great, but I don't think those particular people shared the longer-term view that this was a five-year plan. I think internally there was a lot of strife and actually a lot of activism against Today FM. The finances at MediaWorks do look quite worrying. In the comments, acting CEO Wendy Palmer said that she would not have taken the job if she knew how bad the finances were at the company. How seriously should we take comments like that from Palmer? Quite astonishing, really. I do know Wendy pretty well, respect her highly. I'm sure she would have done some due diligence before she came into the business. And I think it was only three weeks ago tomorrow, basically, I think that she started. So it was quite surprising to hear that. And that was through a, uh, you know, she also mentioned it at the staff meeting. And we've received some information from that. So in terms of the longer term future, I'm sure that they will revert back to a music radio strategy. I do think, though, they're missing a beat. Today FM wasn't just a terrestrial radio play. They had the digital audio strategy as well. And I think MediaWorks will now really need to work hard to become more than just a terrestrial radio business. I think they've got a huge challenge ahead, especially in the in the current economy. When you look at the lineup on Today FM, there were some really talented broadcasters there. Tova O'Brien, Duncan Garner, Polly Gillespie, Lloyd Bird, just to name a few. So do you think they'll have any trouble finding other jobs in the media industry? I think some of them will be okay. The likes of Tova, you know, particularly in an election year, highly regarded as a political commentator and a political journalist. I wouldn't be surprised if she's getting calls already. Similarly with Duncan, I mentioned in my own first up media insider column last week that these are journalistic powerhouses that unfortunately in the last 12 months that hasn't translated to broadcasting ratings. But that in no means means that they're suddenly on the scrap heap. You know, they've all got bright futures. It's just that in the current and present economy, they might have to take possibly a bit of a pay cut or slightly longer, I guess, to be snapped up than what might normally be the case. But no, I'm optimistic for their futures. 
frankly. We're gutted, we're disappointed. I love our amazing team. So many people do such great work at Today FM. And you know, if you lose, <laughs> lose news outlet, that's one less piece of information for people. Shane, looking back at your career in the media industry, where does this rank among the most shocking media closures in New Zealand media history? It's a very big question. Uh, yeah, I, I've been in the game now for more than 30 years. And of course, the many years for the first kind of decade of my career, I mean, the internet wasn't even around. That's how old I am. You know, there were a lot of closures of newspapers. And I think back to the Auckland Star, the Evening Post in Wellington, where I worked, the Christchurch Star, which is now basically a once a week giveaway. Dunedin had an evening paper, the Star. A lot of our regional markets had evening papers. So we've seen over the course of many decades in many industries, of course, just this change that's unfolded. If you remember when social media first came onto the scene, MySpace was the social media platform that would eventually take over the world. And of course, that disappeared pretty rapidly. And now we're seeing Facebook face similar challenges because of new startups. I think, yes, it's a shocking day for the radio industry in particular, and it is up there in terms of uh, shock closures. When we look back on it in history, it will be one of many significant changes and closures. Thanks for joining us, Shane. That's it for this episode of The Front Page. You can read more about today's stories and extensive news coverage at nzherald.co.nz. The Front Page is produced by Sean D. Wilson with executive producer Ethan Sills. I'm Damien Venuto. You can follow The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in tomorrow for another look behind the headlines.